everyone out to the house of the Lord this morning. Sure, I'm glad you're here. The Lord's glad you're here as well. I desire your prayers. 
nervous this morning. I appreciate the Lord and I I was praying to him the other day and and I was I didn't have anything. I said, Lord, I said you I've asked you and I know you'll help me. And you know I like getting my lessons earlier in the week. I don't I don't like when he surprises me stuff. He does sometimes. And I told I simply told him, I said, Lord, I'm empty. You're gonna have to help me. And I'd read, my goodness, I'd read a lot, usually a lot of times when I study and read, he'll show me something and then that'd be exactly where I need to go. But then he sent me somewhere else so they had no idea where I was going until I got there. And then he gave me a thought. <clears throat> and uh, I'm thankful he's that way. I'm thankful for my church, my Christian brothers and sisters, and I'll do my little part and try to get out of your way. And uh, uh, each and every one of them is mind the Lord this morning yes. and, and follow what he'd have you to do and be what yep. he would have you to be. Yep. And uh, it'll all work out just fine. Uh, the thought this morning is what are you asking for? Doesn't seem like much, but that's what he gave me. And I began to think about my prayer life and what I've asked God for and what I've asked him to help me with and, and all the things that go through my mind a lot of times and all the things that I depend on him for. I don't know about you, but I depend on him a whole lot. Uh, I don't know about you, but I look to him for many things. And he's always there to be a help and a strength. Uh, no matter what is going on around you, He can be a present help in time of whatever's going on. He is all in all. He is everything. <clears throat> this lesson found me in the book of Matthew in the 21st chapter. Yes, Matthew 21, verse 12. Uh, the scripture that He sent me to uh, begins with a little bit of an issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he sent it my way, I asked him to let me see what uh, he wanted me to see so I could bring you uh, help and encouragement. Uh, that's what I want to do. I want to be a help and encouragement to the church. Um, I want to be what he'd have me to be, no more, no less. And uh, give you what he gives me. Again, no more, no less. Uh, but in the 12th in the 21st chapter the 12th verse it starts like this it says and Jesus went in the temple of God and cast out all of them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and as I begin to read and study and go through this I notice this Jesus went into the temple of God now, he went in there for a purpose, but when he got in there, he found people that were in there uh, that were selling and buying yeah. for profit, for gain. No doubt had no intention on going there, but just for gain, for money, for whatever they could get, buy and sell to trade, whatever they could get. They didn't go there for the God. They didn't go there for prayer. They were simply there to make money, to be profitable, to gain themselves something other than what the purpose of the house of God is for. And I think about that a lot of times in our life. Sometimes we come here for other purposes other than prayer and being a help, being a blessing and everything else. Uh, not seeking what God would have us to be. Not doing what God would have us to do. 
and worried about everything else but what God wants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So these people were gathered in there and they were selling, it says the money changers, but then he showed me something else. In the last part of that verse it says, the seats of them that sold doves. Mm -hmm. So he turned over their tables where they had yeah. their stuff. He also, and the seats of them that sold doves, the seats, the Lord let me see that the seats, they're comfortable for us. Mm -hmm. They had sat in there long enough buying, selling, trading. They'd yeah. go to the chair, pulled it up, and get comfortable. Yeah. Right. So they had gotten in God's house and got comfortable yeah. doing nothing yeah. to help the, what God was doing. Doing nothing to help their spiritual life, only for financial gain. And even to the point where God said, I'll just not only take your tables and your money, but I'll take your chair of comfort. Sometimes God will have to do that for us. Sometimes He'll have to take you out of your comfort zone and put you in a place where you can work and do what He'd have you to do and be what you'd have Him to be and let everything else go. See, that's so important how that is because these people were in, the, again, for financial gain. They were looking... They weren't looking for what God was, was wanting in their life. They weren't looking for what God could do for them. They were looking for financial, worldly danger. And then we're going to go into the 13th verse. It says this. And you'll remember this. We talked about this the other day. And He said unto them, It is written. Again, a charge from God letting us know that He's laid on somebody's heart to sit down and take their time to write down something that this day would be a help to you. He wrote it down. He wrote a whole bunch of stuff down. He wrote a whole bunch of stuff down. Right there, He's reminding us that He wrote some stuff down for us to know. And this is what it said. My house will be called the house of prayer so what is this place? He said, my house will be called the house of prayer. Where you come to get a hold of Him. Where you come to get what you need from Him. Where you come to get what your soul desires and your heart's desire is. And it shouldn't be buying, selling, trading. It should be seeking the Lord. And it says right here, but you have made it a den of thieves. So He called him a thief. So you think about it, you buy low, sell high. That's what they were doing. Buy for a dollar, sell for 20. And stick it in their pocket, they stick it to death. Wouldn't worry a bit more about what God was doing than nothing. Just to gain, just to get what they can get. And he called them thieves. But before he, before he told them that they were a thief, he reminded them that he wrote it down so you know. He won't have you be ignorant. He'll let you know exactly where you stand. But there's a point here that I want you to get to and I want you to understand before we go to the next verse. There's a place. Something had to change. Something had to happen. And something happened because with all that going on, with all the things that was happening and all the things he had to do to straighten out, he had to walk in, he seen what they were doing, they were comfortable, they had got to the place where they got them a chair and sit down. They were so comfortable. And the here now, keep in mind, all of the uh, the chief rulers and the people of the old temple were comfortable completely with what they were doing. Yeah. They was out. They went in and went out every day. 
these people got the point. They got a chair and sit down. So they were in the, in the wrong, as the Lord called them thieves and robbers. But if you see what God did, He cleaned it up, sent them out their way. If you're not in here for a purpose of God, get out. But here's the thing. I want you to catch this for God showed me. Did you know? I'm going to read you this next verse and then I'm going to tell you. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. He had to get all that out of there so he could work. There's things in your life where you sat down and got comfortable. God's going to get out so you can work. That's true. See, did you remember, beginning of that verse there, he didn't say anything about the lame being healed or anything being done. He didn't say anything about none of that. None of that. He had to clean up what we did. He had to clean up our mess. He had to clean up our mess and get the world off our mind, get the world out of his house. We don't belong in here. Get it out. Get your seat of comfort. Get it out. Stand up so God can work. Do you see what happened? We've heard that. I've heard that a thousand times, and I really didn't realize that there was chairs involved. But there was your comfortable place. You got to get out of it so God can work in your life. You got to get in a place where you're completely uncomfortable, and you're gonna to have to depend on God to help you. I do it every Sunday. Amen. At 11:01, I promise you, I'll start worrying about next week. Don't believe me. Ask my wife. She knows. Well, I ain't got that yet because I'm just beside myself. I just finally I'll set up somewhere and won't talk to nobody. I got to talk to the Lord. I got work to do. I'm not comfortable up here at all. None. Zero. I ain't got no chair. See me? I ain't got no chair. I'm not comfortable. No. But I'm going to do what? Clean things up so God can work and not get comfortable. But he is so kind and gracious and so helpful that he wrote this down. He inspired man to write this down so we can be strengthened by it today. And when you look and see what he wrote down, we're going to go on to the next part here. I'm going to read that 14 to you again. It says, And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. Now here, right in the middle of all that's going on, right in the middle, you think Satan's there? Oh, you bet your bottom dollar. He tried to do something God. You promise you, he'll show up. He'll show up. And when the chief priest and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, now what did he do wrong to them? Well, he did some wonderful things. So that just makes you mad, wouldn't it? Somebody doing good to you, when you give them bad, they give you good. That makes you mad, didn't it? It ought not. And the children crying in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David. And they were sore displeased. Because the people was giving God the glory and not these men. They've been old for a long time. They's alright with the people in this buying selling trade, because I guess they probably get a little kickback off of that. They can sell and make good profit. They maybe get a little something extra for them. It was in their benefit that all this was happening. They was in their high places. 
And they were mad because God come in there and tore up their little playhouse. You ever had God tear up your playhouse? I don't know about you, but He comes see about me. I don't know about you, but He comes see about me. He'll let me know where I'm at. How rotten I am. But these men were so displeased because God was getting the glory. And He was... And the blind and the lame came in the temple and He healed them. And they're mad. If I don't care if it's your worst enemy at all, if they were blind and God just healed them, I would rejoice. If they couldn't get around and walk and walk with the limp all their life and God just healed them, I don't care how upset or backslid I was, I would be tickled to death that God did that. Not these guys. Uh-uh. No, no, no. They were upset. They was mad. Because they weren't getting the glory. And now they're just throwing all the money changers out of the people that sit down there and they're getting all extra off of that. See? It's not for us. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. It's His glory. It's His story. It's His praise. That's what we're supposed to be doing. It's not about us. It's about Him. Sixteenth verse says this, and, and said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said unto them, Here's another charge. I'm going to read to you. Okay, you ready? Yea, have you never read? Now hold on a second. Though. That's a charge from God right there. Why is that? Have you never read? Well, so it is written. Have you never read? <laughs> so why don't you know? You ought to know. Because it's written. And then the Lord says, Have you never read that? Why not? Been too busy. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfect come humble before God as a small child seek with your whole heart you'll find him get all the world out of your life find him he'll heal you of whatever the hell there will be no doubt that God has done something in your lives if you'll let it. If you'll simply ask Him. He wrote you some instructions down on how you would ask for it. He wrote you some instructions of what would happen if you didn't. He wrote you some instructions of failures. There's failures in here. People that went contrary to where God would have them to be. I believe Jonah was in the bed of the way. He wasn't happy. He got the point where the man told the man, he said, I'm the reason why this is happening. Throw me over. This is, uh, I'm going contrary where God had me to be. Throw me over. If you want to straighten up, throw me out. They didn't want to. They done everything they could keep from having to do that. When they throw them out, immediately the water became 
Sometimes when we think not, we should be listening for that still small voice. Mm-hmm. And for that little bit of instruction, that little bit of help. Because I'm telling you, it will come in hand. So, those things that God sends your way, and the things that might trouble you, and you might struggle that you've got to get rid of, when God comes on the scene, it'll be glorious. You'll know it's Him. You'll be thankful. And those things He told you to get rid of, you'll miss them. You think, well, I don't know if I can do that or not. Yeah, you can. But God's happy to And He left them and went out of the city into Bethany. And He lodged there. Now in the morning He returned into the city. He hungered. And when He saw the fig, a fig tree in the way, He came to it and found nothing thereon. How many times did God look at your fruit? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I told one of my kids that they asked a question about judging people. And I said, no, God didn't make you a judge. God made you a fruit inspector. They looked at me and said, what? I said, yeah. A corrupt tree can't bring forth good fruit, neither can a good fruit, good tree bring forth corrupt fruit. So therefore, God makes you a fruit inspector. I said, so if you look at somebody's life, whether God's there or not, you can tell by their fruit. So when he came up to this tree, he had nothing. How many times has God looked in your life and looked at your limbs and they're all wilted over and dead and ain't nothing there and dried up? A good breeze come by and just blows away. When he says twice dead and plucked up by the roots, it's in there. And it means that. I don't know if you've ever been there. Yeah. I've been there. Ain't no fun place to be. Everybody's shouting around you sitting there, can't feel nothing. There you sit, like a gnaw on a log, and everybody crying and shouting, praising the Lord, and you're just sitting there just dried up. Because <coughs> you ain't got no fruit. <coughs> Have you never read? Have you never read? So here's the thought. What are you asking for? What's on your heart that you want from God? What's on your heart you want from God? See, He'll help you. He wrote it down so He'll help you. But what are you asking Him for? See, when you're going to get something is when you ask for Him to give you more of Him. See, when things start changing in your life, you'll begin to see that God's moving and God's working, and you'll want more of God and less of what everything else He told you to get rid of. Less of everything else He told you to get rid of. And when He saw the fig tree in the way, He came to it and found nothing thereon, but leaves only. And He said to it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforth, henceforward forever. 
and presently the fig tree withered away. God let you dry up. Well, everybody looks at you. He'll let you dry up. You ain't got no fruit. Somebody's just inspecting your fruit to find out it's kind of sour. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what God wants out of a Christian's life. True. Uh, and it withered and you withered up. Yeah. And there you sit. Mm-hmm. Cast out on the outside looking in. You ever been on the outside looking in? You ever been on the outside looking in? That's not a good place to be. <coughs> Look at what God's doing. You can't go in. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Yeah. So in other words, how soon is the fig tree withered away? How long does it take you in your rottenness to get away from God's? About that long. How long will it take you to get back? Oh my. I don't want to talk about that. Oh my. That quick, you turn your head. Remember I told you how Peter got out of the boat? As soon as he looked on them waves and seas and everything, he began to sink. What did he do? Took his eyes off the Lord? Have you never read? It's written. But it happens so fast without you realizing that the that the world has got a hold of you. And you're sitting in God's house and you're selling by selling trade and you're gaining. You just made a little extra and you're good to go, everything's good to go. And the Lord just came by and turned over your table. And kicked the chair off from underneath and said, Get up. It's time to go. Time to work. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, truly, I say unto you, <laughs> If ye have faith, then doubt not. <coughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear that? So what's that mean? Faith mm-hmm. is the key that unlocks the door. Yeah, You're in doubt. We'll show it back. God wants you to do it, Well, if you don't believe it, how do you think God's going to do it? Mm-hmm. If you don't believe it yourself, That's how are you going to tell anybody about it? Amen. You don't think God can do it? Yeah. And you're in doubt. Guess what you get? Nothing. I've told you before, you keep doing what you're doing, you keep getting what you're getting. Yes, it's true. Amen. You shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast to the sea, it shall be done. Amen. 
Is it a mountain? Yeah, it's a mountain. Could be a mountain of sin. Could it be a mountain of trouble? Could it be a mountain of trial? Could it be a mountain of persecution? Could it be a number of things going on in your life. Yeah. A mountain of doubt. A mountain of worry. Yeah. Either way, it's your mountain. True. Either way, it's your mountain. But if you have faith, and doubt not. There's things in my life that I know God's going to take care of. And there's people that He's going to take care of, they just don't know it yet. They might be flat on their back when they get the memo, but they'll get it. And it's coming. You don't think it comes to your house? It's real. God will get your attention one way or the other. It gets your attention one way or the other. And I don't know about you, but I've been laid back with all them tubes. I mean, I don't like it. But I do know I'll be looking up saying, Lord, you got to get me out of this again. Get up and can't move. Don't know where you're at. Bless you, Lord. Put your feet on the ground and look up. God help you. If you have faith, then doubt not. So what mountain are you asking for? What thing in your life that God is going to take care of but He's waiting on you to get all the things out of your life that hindered your relationship with Him? Right? All of them. You're going to get off the seat of comfort. You're going to follow God. You're going to be what you'd have you to be. You're going to have you never read. See where we're at? A lot of times, See, I carry this a lot. I do. I told somebody one time, I said, do you carry that all the time? I said, yeah, if I opened up and read one verse, it'd be one more than I would have read if I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make me anything because I told you before, lights off. Mm-hmm. I told a boy yesterday, lights off. Lights on. Mm-hmm. See, that's what we do is we get, we don't read. We get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Have you never read? I know. I'm busy. Yeah. But then you start looking for that mountain. And you start climbing to get where you yeah. And then you sit back and you wonder if you're going to make it. All the time God knows you are. He's just waiting on you. And I told you before, sometimes... We'll get stuck in the mud and God let us get stuck in the mud and let the mud dry up around us. Yeah. Well, you ain't going to wear that either. If you have faith, then doubt not. So there's so many things in your life that you expect God of God and what He's going to do and what He can do. See, there's nothing He can't do. Nothing. And he'll work it out in his time. <coughs> you just have to be patient and stay steady. Climb that mountain. You might climb it a little slower than you used to. I know I do. A little slower than you used to. That's all right. I listen to what I used to. Yes, Lord. I understand. Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive my unbelief. You take care of that. I know you do. Thankful you did. I was a little worried.
22nd verse says this. Pay close attention to what God's going to tell you here in this second. Because it's written. And we should write down. In all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believe it. Ye shall receive it. Now I didn't read anything in there where there's a stipulation or a condition. But I did read you in the 12th verse where it says, He threw over tables of money changers and the seats of those who sold dove. You gotta get some stuff out of your life. You gotta clean it up. Because God can't work. And then clean You can't dip the devil out there in the world and see what's going on out there and expect anything from God because you ain't gonna get nothing but what the devil offers. And it's gonna bring you trouble, trials, and tribulation, pain, and aches, and hurts, and sorrow, and all kinds of anguish, and anxiety, and upset, and everything else. It's gonna give you all that. There's peace in here. If you have faith in that love. So the gist of what it is is what are you asking for? What is important in your life right now that God needs to do for you? Multitudes. I don't know about you. Millions of things. People I know that need to be touched by God. To show them what direction they're heading. But you can only pray what God will have you to pray because they will never get nowhere if they're willing to accept what God's will is in their life. So you can sit and worry and wring your hands and everything else, but until they get to the point where they're willing to accept what God wants in their life, then they'll never do anything about it. And again, I'll tell you what a buddy of mine told me one time. He got upset about something. He left the house because in a rage. And he said, I am saved, born again, child of God. And he said, I got off the edge of the road and overcorrected. He said, that car was flipping end over end. He said, I promise you, I was not afraid to die. He said, but what in that, he said, while the glass was breaking and everything was going on, the only thing I had on my mind right that moment was, yes, Lord, you've got my attention. He said it was not a drop of silk coverage. <coughs> and he had to walk seven miles. And he said, him and the Lord talked all the way back. Mm-hmm. He said, not a bit of help, couldn't call nobody, nothing. There I was, right in the middle. And he said, yes, Lord. Yeah. So we don't need to get to that point in our life. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes, True. Sometimes we call the train wreck. Yeah. Sometimes we drive to it. Yeah. I don't know about you, sometimes I drive right up to the door of, of trouble. We ought not. Because it's written. So what are you asking God for? For somebody that you care about that don't know the Lord? Is there somebody that is away from the Lord? Is there somebody that needs help? Is there somebody that you're concerned about. And all those things that go through your mind, I heard a guy say one time, and I'll share this with you. He said, you have two prayer, prayer lists. He said, the ones you bring before the church, and the ones that you bring for everybody here, 
He said, those things you steal away in your heart, you don't talk to nobody about because you're afraid of God. That's the truth. Amen. That's the truth. Yes, But God can. Because he told you right there. And all things. So did he leave out anything right there? He wrote this down. So we know. In all things, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. If it's His good goodwills, and it is, and you have a humble heart, and you claim things out, and you've got a hold of God, and you ask Him for something, just sit back and wait. In His time, He's going to work it out. There's things that He's fixed in this place I didn't think would ever be fixed. You know what it is? Like that. It was done. I don't know how in the world did God work that out. He did. And you know what? He'll do it again. If you believe. If you have faith. If you'll get those things out of your life. See, that's sometimes I and I, I tell myself sometimes I sit down and say, Lord, it seems like I'm just saying the same thing over. He's ain't listening. He said, just like talking to your kids, you say the same thing over and over and over. You would think at my house, my kids would know when the dogs need fed. But they don't. We've only had dogs at the beginning of time, and then you fed every day. But you got to tell them, every day, did you feed the dogs? Oh, I forgot. That's exactly the way God lives with us. Exactly the way God is. To the letter. He'll remind us. Again, that he wrote it down. And he's going to say this. Have you never read what I told you? And if you have faith and doubt not, he probably told us last Sunday that same thing. Are we listening? No. And I'll still stand on my same thing I told you last week. This altar, if it was put on Facebook yard sale, we'd have to just label it as low mileage one on. Yeah. Low mileage one on. In other words, we ought to use it more. And I've said before, there ought to be a path worn this carpet right down here where it's just frail as it could be. Hidden right here. You know what we do? We doubt. We're in that comfortable place, in that chair. That God's going to kick out from underneath you and get you uncomfortable. And get you to get those things cleaned up. So the poor little teacher can teach about something else. He's awful good to us. And I can promise you, in every day of my life, I found this. He's been awful. But you know the best part about it when it comes down to dying? He's even more. Yes. When it comes across that Jordan, I won't cross it alone. So I depend on him down here, and I'll depend on him then. Just every day. Every minute. We'll get caught up in everything out there, making a profit, getting ahead, getting comfortable. It's true. While we neglect, yes. so great, so much. Yes. <coughs> While we sit back 
in comfort, in ease of Zion. And don't bear that burden. Don't have faith that mountain good and Don't think that God can do it. But if you think He will, and you pray and ask Him, sit back and watch Him work. Mm-hmm. It'll happen and you. This is my thing. And I just think it's a funny thing I've ever seen. And I told the Lord this yesterday. I said, there's people I've prayed for in my life and God's going to fix things. They just don't know yet. God's going to wake them up. They're going to find out. It's true. When it comes time, when God's time is, it's going to wake them up. And they're going to sit up and go, hey, oh my gosh. People in your life, people you're around, just keep praying. And depend on God to move them out. If you have faith, and doubt not. So he's awful one. He's awful help. And I said, with tears in my eyes, desperate with nothing. He started opening this up. That's what he said. What are you asking for? What would you want? What more could you ask for than a Savior that is that good? That hand. And that help. But again, it's going to require some cleaning. It's true. Him come in the house and everything come and gets ready and kind of upset and you go through and start cleaning things and more stuff to clean, more stuff to move, and there stuff looking. And you sit down and it smells good and feels good and feels nice and you have a sense of accomplishment. That's what God wants in your life. God, clean me up that way. Let me have faith in my Let me look to you for those mountains. Let me find out what you wrote down. Let me know. Let me see the things. Let me see you move in my life. And you will. Once you got the foundation, you build on from there. It is a solid foundation. It's true. In all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. What are you asking for? What are you asking for? You know about how easy it is to get out of God's will, how hard it is to get back and work with the God one time. His father-in-law was a preacher. His father-in-law said, you better be careful what you're doing. He said, because there are things that you can do that will hinder your spiritual life forever. And I don't think he believed that much. He said, what kind of phrases, what kind of, God can do anything. And the older I get, I thought, I think that man knew what he's talking about because it sure takes me a lot longer to get back yes. in God's will than it did for me to fall out of God's will. Yeah. And, uh, so it, it's just not worth it sometimes. I just want to feel his presence. Yes. And um, so when you have to beg and say, God, I need you back, yeah. that's a bad place to be. And I've been there. I don't want to be there. No. But, but I've been guilty of good blessings. Appreciate that. Congratulations, Marty. We got a ticket. Appreciate that. Anybody else?
I'm sure there was presents this morning. And uh, it's funny, uh, old love boy got work. Friday, I was searching for guidance on some things. And me and Mom were on the phone, and I, we were trying to, we were kind of Bible studying on the phone. <laughs> and I was searching for guidance, and what she was talking about just going right along with what I was searching for. And I just love how he works, he works things out like that. And uh, thank you for you. Thank God for you, Lord. Yeah. It's just the Lord. That's how he works that stuff. He gave it to me about just a minute. And I was empty. And I was worried. That's okay. I had to clean some things out. Throw some things out. Turn some tables over. It's all right. I appreciate you more than anybody else. But I asked him. My face down on the floor, I asked him to help me. Anybody else? Appreciate the lesson, man. You were talking about the, you read the part about the, he cast out the people that sold and bought. And I thought about us in the church. <coughs> come in and they're pulling our problem out. We're pulling out what we're doing. Yeah. And I thought about the money changers and all them people they thought on well. It's this and this and instead of just taking it all on the chin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how we are this morning. We hear the word and hear somebody preach or teach the word. And we'll say, well I hope this and listen. Or I hope this and doing this. Yeah. We need to really open our hearts yeah. up to the Word this morning. We come in here, we're about half out of it, half in it. We come in here and open our heart up to it this morning. He'll open some things up. I could have sat here this morning I could have got nothing out of it. I could have just turned my ears off and stood here and stared at this Bible and got nothing. I want to be a hill. So I want to turn my ears on. I don't want to point my finger at you, Marty. I want to point it at myself. Say, what can I do to help myself? What can I do to help the church? What can I do to help them kids in there? The what can I do to do that? And then he could, that's the first time I'd ever thought of it. And the Lord showed it to me and said, Come in there and he took, tore all that stuff apart, all that stuff that he was doing. And I've never thought of it. I've always thought about money and different things, but it's just like him when he comes in here and he tears up all the stuff that we're doing, shows us where we're at. We really need to listen to us. Every one of us, we need to listen to us. He'll help us. 
I appreciate it, Mark. Appreciate you following the Lord this morning. I hope we all follow the Lord this morning. I'm still looking for somebody to get saved. Just like I was Wednesday night, I'm looking forward to somebody to get saved. I believe we come in here and we look for it to happen. But we got to take it on the chin and move up to him. Then he'll hear it. Appreciate you, man. I promise it's just a little bit. But I promise you I asked him. Mm -hmm. Open that, let me see. Not for me. But that I might be a help to my Christian brothers and sisters. That might encourage them to walk one more mile. That might encourage you to pray one more prayer for a lost. Or one more time that you get close. Reach, reach down there and curl up and crawl up under his feet and get humble before him and pray that we would get in the place we need to be. <coughs> we get in the place we need to be. Because when we get that place, you know what lost see? Mm -hmm. They see something they ain't got. Yeah. They see you That's using a source that they don't have no access to. They see things working in your life and things getting cleaned up in your life that they need cleaned up. Appreciate that. Anybody else? Appreciate it, Marty. I, I was thinking on the same lines as Eddie there. If we just take it in. Yeah. yeah. He's teaching to me. Yeah. Yes. yes. I quit trying to throw it off on somebody else. Yeah. Just accept it. I tell you, things be a lot better. Yes. We, we're bad. We call her Amen, glory, all that. Amen. But if it ain't in here, it ain't no count. Yeah. I, I'm thankful. For, for teaching, I tell you, I thought about, you know, the Bible says our body is the temple of the Lord. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when he come into the temple, he come into me. Yeah. And he clean things up. Yeah. Then it says, Res don't resist it. Yeah. Resist not the spirit, quench not the spirit. But we do that. Yeah. He'll, he'll, just a figure of speech, you'll turn the tables over. And after he turns, we'll stand them back up. Yeah. Yeah. That is the way. God ain't pleased with that. And I thought about Marty used to talk, he had the Bible, and I thought it was pretty neat, you know, light on, light off, light on, light off. And I thought, well, the light's on, but nobody's home. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because they're at somebody else's house, meddling in somebody else's business. Instead of, instead of attending to their own. That's what the Bible teaches us to do. Take care of your own. Get your heart right. Get my heart right. We'd all do that. Uh, how much better to be? I down there laying down there in the hospital and they put that stent in. They put one in, no big deal, but the other one was way down hard to get to. And he started doing and I started getting sick and started hurting and sweating. I mean sweating like I've never sweated before and I've sweated a lot. And and I told him, I said, I'm getting sick. He said, just turn your head sideways and throw up if you have to. He said, and 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 I mean I'd never been so uncomfortable besides being a conviction, but I mean in the physical. I mean, just, oh, I thought I was going to die just any minute. And he said, just hang on, just hang on. And, and he said, now, don't you feel better? And I, just an instant relief. When he got that one in there, it was so hard. And I thought about that. If we'll just let God work, 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Quit causing hurts our feelings or makes us upset. Right. Don't worry about that. Just hang on. Yeah. The outcome's better than the oh, yes. better. I mean, he, he told us. Yeah. Paul said, said, I said, all the suffering I do in this world don't compare yeah. to the glory that's waiting on you. I tell you, if we'll just remember these things, yeah. how much better our life would be. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate that. Anybody else? If not, we'll have a little break.